I would ask you this evening to turn with me to the book of Colossians in the New Testament in chapter 3, find verse 16. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. Written by the Apostle Paul, this was instruction to the Lord's people in Colossae. There is strong teaching in this epistle, affirming the perfection and sufficiency of Jesus Christ, and calling upon all the readers of this writing to respond with whole hearts in which the word of Christ dwells. And that will involve this in Colossians 3:16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I want to begin this study by saying to you without apology that I love instrumental music outside of this setting. Music had a prominent place in our family, in our neighborhood, in our schools when I was growing up. I became directly involved in music at the performance level while I was in the service. But when I come to this place to worship God with you, my taste in music and my love for music in general is not ever the factor. I love instrumental music, but not here. Because our interest when we come here to worship is not to satisfy our musical taste. It is not to entertain anyone. It is not to imitate or copy what is popular and what's trending in the religious world. Here is our focus. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I want to emphasize tonight something we need to guard against every one of us, and that is singing out of tune. I'm not talking about being sharp or flat. I'm not talking about intonation, harmony, tonal quality. What I'm talking about is, are our lives in tune with the words we sing? Are our lives in tune with the words we sing? I have some examples for our consideration. And as I go through these examples, you may recall something about these examples earlier this evening. Worthy art thou. In the book of Revelation, whatever you might struggle to understand in that New Testament book, here is one of those very clear statements in Revelation 5 and verse 12. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. 
I have no reason to believe any of us deny that Christ is worthy, that God is sovereign, that the Holy Spirit is real, that deity is worthy of praise and honor and glory. But the Bible is not a book containing statements that simply require our mental agreement. What is necessary is our response to the worthy Lamb, to the sovereign God, and to the words given by the Holy Spirit in this book. A response that is from the heart and that is expressed in the way we think and speak and worship and treat people. Our singing is out of tune when these words come from our lips on Sunday but are not really taken seriously Monday through Saturday in the way we conduct our lives. Our singing is out of tune when we know God's wisdom is worthy, but we rely on human wisdom instead. Our singing is out of tune when we lift up our voices and speak these words, but the words we speak are not really applied day by day in attitudes and reactions and in hope. One phrase in this song says, Worthy of earth and heaven's thanksgiving. But those words are out of tune for us when gratitude, that should be ongoing, is suppressed by worldly considerations and anxiety or bitterness and indifference. Earlier this month, I was able to study the book of Daniel with 37 other preachers in Houston. A valuable experience for me. And one thing that stood out in all the presentations and in our discussions can be expressed in three words. Who God is. And what that should mean to each of us and how we should spend personal time just praying to Him and remembering how worthy He is. In our daily Bible reading, the words we read are the words God wants us to read and should always lead us to reverent recognition of God's perfection in His love, justice, His faithfulness. So we should be mindful of this not only when we sing these words, but as we conduct our lives day by day. Worthy art thou. All to Jesus I surrender. But the question embedded in the song is, are we really surrendering to him all week? Are we really surrendering to him at all from the inside out? The word surrender, I looked that up, and it means to cease resistance and submit to authority. Surrender, to cease resistance and submit to authority. Do you know that's what Saul of Tarsus did on the road to Damascus, the man who later became known as the Apostle Paul? 
he ceased resistance and submitted to the authority and went on to obey the gospel and become the Apostle Paul. This is what the Ephesian people did when they burned the books of their old religion that was a religion that was in vain. And may I say, to surrender isn't just to engage in the initial act of baptism. So all to Jesus, I surrender, begins at baptism and must continue thereafter, day after day. Discipleship can be described by this, by this tune, this song, all to Jesus I surrender. Not just a few times a week, not just at a building. Emphasize that word all. That means everything about me, mind, body, life, in all the ways, all the time. The song says, all to him I freely give, humbly at his feet I bow, Lord, I give myself to thee. Then it says, worldly pleasure all forsaken, all to Jesus I surrender. Are we singing in tune? Do the words we sing find genuine expression and place in how we think and how we live, how we respond to God and how we treat people day after day. Love one another. I always thought when I was growing up the name of that song was Angry Words. It only occurred to me much later in life that it's love one another. Angry words, therefore, oh, let them never. Honestly, some of the songs in our book are, it will be argued by some, dated. Sometimes with uh, poetic language that maybe our young people just do not get and we need to explain. The newer songs Christians are writing are not framed inside the old King James style language. But here is a song arranged by a man that I knew, Brother Slater. And the words are so simple and so practical. And I'm going to tell you why it was written this way in just a moment. But listen to some of this. Angry words, oh let them never from the tongue unbridled slip. May the heart's best impulse ever check them ere they soil the lip. Love is much too pure and holy. Friendship is too sacred far for a moment's reckless folly. Thus, to desolate and mar. Angry words are lightly spoken. Bitterest thoughts are rashly stirred. Brightest links of life are broken by a single angry word. And then, of course, the chorus. Love one another. Thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. Love one another. Thus saith the Savior, children, obey his blessed command.
The words were written by Horatio Richmond Palmer, 1834 to 1907. He also wrote another song you're familiar with, Yield Not to Temptation. Now, when you look at the songs he wrote, these two and others, the songs are so simple and practical. And I'm going to tell you why. He was writing these songs originally for children's Bible classes. He was not originally writing for adult assemblies, though they are appropriate in adult assemblies. And then later, Brother Slater arranged the song for use in public worship. So we need to hear this and sing this and then live this in attitude and action and reaction. Love one another. Angry words. Oh, let them never. These are concepts and warnings directly taken from Scripture. Ephesians 5 and verse 2, walk in love as Christ loved does. And previous to this, in Ephesians 4, 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Songs that are taken out of Scripture with this kind of clarity we can use in our worship to great benefit. And children can learn these songs with melodies that are easy to remember, powerful, practical, simple lyrics. But let's be certain that in our lives, we are not singing out of tune in regard to this love and the warning about anger. One more. Give me the Bible. And the poetic language is here. Star of gladness gleaming to cheer the wanderer, lone and tempest-tossed. Holy message shining, thy light shall guide me. We know the words. Are we living the message? And are we seeking to give the holy message to others? Here at Laurel Heights, we tell people we are Bible-centered. And we tell people it isn't entertainment, fun, games, and food, though those things have their place out there, but not here. We are Bible-centered. And that means our worship is according to what the Bible says. We preach and teach from the Bible. We encourage daily Bible reading. It's all about the Bible, God's Word, given by the Holy Spirit, telling us about Christ and what our responses to Him should be to be saved and go to heaven. That's the song. I hope all of that is occurring to us in tune with how we think and live and react. So, when struggles arise, give me the Bible. When controversies come up, give me the Bible. When hope seems to be diminishing, give me the Bible. When I know I need to serve others and find the motive to be equipped for that work, give me the Bible. When I'm discouraged, 
when I detect sin beginning to emerge within me, when the world seems to be headed to swift destruction, when I come to this place, to this building, give me the Bible. Are we living what we sing? Or are we singing out of tune? We sing, all to Jesus I surrender. But all week we surrender to the world, not Jesus. We sing sweet hour of prayer, but between the times we sing that do we pray. We sing there is power in the blood, but are we placing confidence someplace other than the blood of Christ? We sing, guide me, O thou great Jehovah, but is it so that many times in life we guide ourselves? And we sing, O oh, why not tonight, but we wait till next month. So the message tonight's very simple. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let's be standing as we sing.